All right, guys, it's Tom here with Hidden Beats, and today we're talking with Nikki Kennedy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So this is uh, the same time we've talked to you. We actually had a... All right, does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds fine, actually. Okay. Weird. Who knows what's going on with this machine, but maybe it's just like Friday and it's like, you know what? I just don't want to. It would serve me <laughs> right for having, you know, having high hopes of of something working at the end of the week. <laughs> but yeah, we, we can cut that part out anyways. We we did an intro, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyways, um, what's what's new with you? Well, you know, just like starting 2022 and hoping that this year looks a little different to the last couple, but um, yeah, yeah, keeping busy, writing, releasing new music. Very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, recently, you did a, a new song, Getting Into the Groove, and you have a music video and stuff with it. How How was that whole process? Yeah, so Get Back in the Groove came out uh, just over a month ago now, which is super exciting. And I knew that I wanted a video or some kind of visual to go with it because it's, it's fun, it's a beat. I just felt like that sort of went hand in hand. Um, but of course, independent artists and have to make decisions over <laughs> um, where, where investment goes. So I decided I would try and do it myself. And so it was my first little attempt at like a DIY style uh, video. So the result is basically like what happens when you lock an artist in a room for a weekend um, with their song on repeat over and over and over again <laughs> with no like actual like video skills or editing skills and yeah just it was a fun little experiment a lot of work <laughs> sometimes those are the fun ones though because you can literally do whatever you want with it yeah and I, I think that was like one of the most empowering things is I think I was a lot probably a lot more relaxed than I would have been if it had been a little bit more uh structured or professional and um, there's some little moments that are captured of me, you know, being a little bit loopy or silly or those moments that like, you know, happen when you're just tired and <laughs> mm -hmm. um, are very natural, but uh, probably wouldn't come out in a more professional setting. So I thought it was good to include them because it's, I think, fitting for the song. And it's it's definitely like a representation of me and my personality as well. So for those that know me it's like a nice little like nod to like yep that's that looks about right <laughs> no and that's fun that you can put yourself into it a lot more that way I mean we've shot yeah. some music videos here and you know you have a storyline and a structure and you're very strict on what you have to shoot and sometimes 100%. they can feel too much almost yeah, and I think different songs work for different things, you know, and uh, certainly like I'm not writing off the possibility of ever having an official music video for uh, that song or other songs. But um, in the meantime, for some sort of visual, I thought, nah, well, some of fun, <laughs> mm -hmm. basically like dancing and way and lip syncing, you know, like it, it works for what it is right now. Yeah, exactly. And then in you have a uh non-gender specific lyrics my notes say how what uh, what prompted that a genre specific or gender specific that's interesting gen gender specific is what i have written down here interesting yeah in general i find when i write i do try to be i try to like balance like specificity with like vagueness and the reason i do that is because i do think that 
I know when I listen to music, if I can project my own story, my own feelings onto it and like take what I need from the song, then that's something that's really special for me. And that's something that I really like to try and create and share. Um, so I do try, usually I have a first draft that is a little, uh, a little more personal. And then I, I try to rework it so that it, it can mean different things to different people. And I do like to keep it open and even in terms of content or like what, or context, what people could possibly interpret it as, um, just so that it has a little bit more of an application beyond my personal story. Um, and yeah, hope, I hope people can take what they need from my songs. That's what I, I'm always hoping for is that, you know, especially this one that it makes people feel good. And that's, I think we could all use a little bit of a boost right now at this point in time. So um, whatever I can do to try and facilitate that, I, I do. Yeah, well, that's good. And like, how do you feel it's been received so far? Good. Um, I think it's always weird as an indie, like especially someone that runs on like a pretty lean team because there isn't always like, a perspective outside of your own brain, <laughs> which can be like a difficult and tricky thing to navigate sometimes. And I'm super hard on myself and the perfectionist and all those things. But the what I try to focus on is like the feedback I get from people. Um, and so far, some of the most beautiful comments have been about how it's made someone feel um, and how it's made them feel good or better or pitch them up or like is their go-to song when they need to like you know get going on their day and I think that's that's really really special and that's more valuable than you know how it's performing from a numbers or business perspective which is important for other reasons but as a creator it's those little messages that make all the difference mm -hmm. putting something out there that that holds value versus holds like monetary value sometimes is it, it makes you more real as an artist too that way yeah well i mean i i enjoyed it it was it was a good good track for sure so i know other people probably did and i'm sure i was i was going to force my wife to listen to it too so we'll see what she <laughs> says later. um well with with that coming into play and we're you know trying to bring up the livelihood or liveliness a bit are you excited to potentially get back into some live shows now yeah, I guess like I had a taste uh, last year before everything got sort of shut down again, um, mm -hmm. which was nice, super nice. <laughs> Never take it for granted ever again. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to live coming back. Um, what's interesting for me though is, so I was an entirely a live performer pre-pandemic um, and then the pandemic forced me to explore like the online world and like mm -hmm. live streaming and virtual concerts and things like that, um, which is something I never thought that I would do ever. Um, that just wasn't, I just, it wasn't something I ever thought was gonna be on my radar. And of course there was no choice. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting now, like two years in um, with the return of live gigs, it's, for me, virtual concerts and live streams aren't going anywhere. And it's something that I'm going to continue doing because I've been really fortunate to connect with this community of music lovers online that live everywhere. They live in the United States. They live like all around the world. Um, and, you know, 
touring and <laughs> um, not just touring, but like, you know, even shows out of uh, province can be really difficult sometimes and uh, expensive and you can only do one once in a while. And, you know, um, so I think for me, I think I'm going to really try a hybrid model of both live and virtual, which is kind of really cool to someone that like, you know, was not comfortable like being in front of a camera like two years ago mm. well that actually kind of leads me into my next point your valentine's day live stream like that seemed to go pretty well from from what i gather yeah yeah so basically what i do right now is i'm, I'm performing like sort of four virtual shows a week and those shows are like request shows so basically i have a list of a few hundred songs and people can come in and request what they want to hear um and there's live chat and people they get to know each other people get to know each other the more they come and then they're just making friends all around the world that have this common love of music and uh you know it's pretty casual I laugh a lot lots of conversations about different things um but then I've been trying to include sort of more themed shows or um yeah like Valentine's Day or St. Patty's Day or whatever it is um to hopefully bring in a little bit more of a new audience or give um a current audience something exciting to look forward to um, so it's kind of a cool thing to be able to say, you know what, let's celebrate Love Day. And also for those people that maybe don't have anywhere to go or don't have somebody to hang out with or all that, they can come and know that they're going to be warmly welcomed into this community of people who just want to listen to some tunes. And hmm. Valentine's Day is easy because, you know, a, a lot of songs are love songs. <laughs> yep. uh, it's a very great source of inspiration. But like trying to like just shift the narrative to it, you know, being more about just like come in and like love some love songs and love this community and and spread kindness and all of that important stuff and um hopefully just make yeah make the world a little lighter make somebody's day a little brighter if it didn't look like that before so mm -hmm. the general goal <laughs> hey i mean it seems to work so you, you can't go wrong with that you, you definitely see see brightness anytime there's music music just makes yeah. everything a little bit better really 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 does mm -hmm. <laughs> do you find interacting with social media and your fans and that now like well so i guess my, my better question is how did you interact before covid with your fans and social media well that's a really good question um i feel like i just kind of didn't um <laughs> like <laughs> i think I, like i i had social media and i posted but i don't feel like I showed up as myself and I don't feel like I was connecting or engaging on a level that um, was like personal. I think I used it maybe more as like a portfolio of like, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And what the pandemic did was um, sort of, well, force those conversations, but also I think for me, live streaming as myself and this super bizarre idea that people would wanna tune in to watch me and listen to me uh, like multiple times a week was kind of mind blowing. And I think what it taught me was that they were tuning in for me. Like the music is important, but like those repeat viewers, they were coming to watch me and to talk to me. And, and I think it kind of taught me that maybe I have something to offer as a person. Like maybe I'm interesting with my like, strange laugh and like you know like just like kind of somewhat 
goofy nature sometimes you know like those little quirks and like things that maybe like I think in the past I probably tried to like hide and like you know mm-hmm. just be like those, those, mm, let's like no one wants to see that I think it taught me that actually in fact I think those can be the things that people fall in love with and that make you human and all of that kind of stuff so now it's been this thing of like okay maybe people do actually want to see me and learn about me and like what happens more than just what I'm putting out there so that when I do share those moments or that music it comes from a place that like they're like oh I like this makes sense this feels honest and also just openly talking about context with songs and like just things like that that I I sort of never you know <laughs> I was like oh it's people don't want to hear about my personal you know <laughs> life or yeah, like yeah. what's happened around. but like they do if they are invested in you as a whole and so it's kind of interesting to me that like it took a pandemic and like getting into live streaming um to make that realization that maybe I'm enough as a person to show up um but I think it's also a really beautiful thing too and um it's something that moving forward I need to be super cognizant of and like you know even on the hard days <laughs> like just showing up is enough sometimes and like I think um even just like that music video that I made like I said like I think two years ago I, I would never have like put in those like funny face moments of me slightly you know mm-hmm. losing the plot a little <laughs> bit um while self-filming you know like I think I would have probably edited that all out and made it super like you know something I was like oh I look good in every shot and it's professional you know what I mean I, I think I would have approached it differently whereas this time I was like oh that face is a face that I know people have seen before and maybe that'll make them laugh and if the song doesn't make them feel good maybe that face will make them feel good because Mm. (laughs) it's ridiculous you know so I think um just trusting that yeah maybe I have something to bring to the table beyond the music that I write or the the songs that I sing um is has kind of been the big lesson over the last couple of years. And I don't know if social media will ever be the thing that I love the most. <laughs> I find it, I'm a total introvert and I like find it really hard, you know, like to, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a scary place for me, but um, I also love how it can connect people and communities and it can, you know, the discovery, especially on platforms like TikTok can be insane. So um mm-hmm. You know, I think it's obviously we all have to be there and, and it's just finding my place in all of that in a way that feels real and true and yeah. um, not like I'm, you know, <laughs> duping everyone. So. Yeah, I, I find a COVID way of saying it. But. <laughs> yeah, COVID definitely gave people a chance to reevaluate and kind of figure out other avenues because you can listen to a song on Spotify, no problem. It's there. Everyone does it. But actually being able to put a face and a personality to it kind of gives it a little bit something else. For sure. And I think it's interesting when we fall in love with songs, like just the song and we listen to a song on repeat versus when we fall in love with an artist and then we go down the rabbit hole of like everything they've ever created, everything they've ever done. Like, I think like it's, they're they're two separate things and I listen to music nonstop every day and I like they definitely fall in two different categories for me and I at least want to give people the option (laughs) of choosing the second category if they want no pressure you know if you like a song that's when that's a win for sure but yeah like 
least have the option of learning more if they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I, I mean, I feel the same way. Once, once you connect that, that person to it, it's a bit different. Like I've seen countless people live and watching them perform and, and feeling that energy versus just listening to the song, hundred percent difference. Okay, so right, yeah. I, I feel ah. you there for sure. <laughs> so, so this is your first like release of 2022, really. Are you yeah. like planning on setting the bar pretty high and knocking a whole bunch of stuff out release wise or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always like to set the bar really high. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I have, you know, a couple, a couple more singles on the way um, over the next few months, which is awesome. And then now I'm starting to work on a longer like project, which um, hopefully will be released next year um so i always think it's it's an interesting thing because we live in this like single culture world now with streaming mm-hmm. um and it's it's i always been one of those things that it's hard to navigate as a creator because um you know there's a part of me that kind of just wants to lock myself away and write for a year and see what happens and like come out and merge out of that with you know something i'm proud of but the other side of me knows that that isn't necessarily as a small independent artist the the most efficient way to growing myself um or my presence so uh, I'm gonna try and balance both and Mm -hmm. have releases coming while I'm working on something bigger um but I'm also entering 22 with a little bit more of this feeling that I just want to do what feels right and feels good and sort of throw um, construct or idea of like how things should be or what we um, are told it should be or how things should go sort of out the window. And that even down to a creative level of like, what a song is supposed to sound like or the length of it or genre or like all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the more that I can lead from a super honest place regardless of what that sounds like um the more that you know it might not work for everybody but hopefully it will connect more with the people it does work for so mm-hmm. i think you can expect to hear some varied sounds and approaches and i'm super like inspired by artists and composers that don't necessarily make a lot of sense in the kind of music that i make for example like trent Reznor of nine inch nails is like one of my biggest inspirations mm-hmm. i love industrial love rock love metal, love it all but obviously i i do not make that kind of music and i in my previous work like going back a few years i always thought that i had to like put myself in a box and like make music that people thought that i had to make and now i'm like hey you know what nobody says that you can't love trent and love Janet jackson exactly. nobody says that i know a lot of people that do so <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. do we how do we like how do i take that love of like what makes me feel a certain way when I listen to certain kinds of music and say like, what is it about that? Is it the texture? Is it the soundscaping? Is it like, is it a sonic element thing? Is it a lyrical thing? Like what makes me feel that way? And then how can I make other people feel that way in my music, even if it's pop? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you know what I mean? Like, or even if it's hooky melody, whatever you want to call it. Pop, I find pop such a strange strange (laughs) word genre anyway but (laughs) who really knows what that is um but you call it like yeah commercial like mainstream music how do I do that so 
for me personally, I'm leaning more into that exploration. And I think that's kind of stuff that isn't necessarily always apparent on the surface when you listen to, you know, fairly hooky music, because Mm -hmm. um, that's what the focus is. And I kind of love that, too. I love like when there's like little pieces, like little Easter eggs that are like or nuggets that are there for, you know, hopefully one day someone will listen to my music the same way that I listen to other artists music and go like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that layer? What does that mean? Or like motifs, motifs that come back, like that's something I'm playing with with the next release. And like, I, I'm heading into 2022, just trying to be an artist and hoping, hoping that people will connect with that or like it or not. <laughs> Any opinions a good opinion of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely think that's, that's the, the kind of theme for, for this new year. Like if you look at Josh Ramsey, for instance, he just released his solo project where I think he's every song on there is a different genre. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I got it. Yeah. So we, we talked to him when he did the song with Chad Kroger. So it's nice. It's a good rock song, but then he just released one with uh, Lasalla Smith, like a country song and he's got all kinds of stuff. So, so fine. Find everyone under, like I said, the theme of 2022 almost try to to see what you, what you can do, see see how much you can have with, with it. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. And it's like, we can, you know, we can chase trends. We can try and follow all of the guidelines for what is working right now. But in in reality, by the time it comes out, like it takes time. I don't know that everybody understands how much time it takes for, you know, a release to, to happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, you know, by the time it's like, why, you know, it might not work anymore. It might be done. It might be over. It's like, if you just create what you want to create, then nobody can tell you it doesn't work or it doesn't fit or, you know, like yeah. it might not be for everyone, but like, I mean, there's so many artists that I love certain albums or certain, even certain songs. And then the rest of discography isn't for me. And that's totally cool. Like, that's awesome. It's like, I think that's the best thing. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be all everything for everyone. It could mm-hmm. be, that's amazing when that happens, <laughs> but you know, if it's one song that connects and lands and like, you know open somebody up then awesome great yeah for sure and I love like I always thought it was such a bad thing to uh, like people have always struggled to be like oh your voice sounds like this or your music sounds like this artist or all that kind of stuff I've always like thought it was such a bad thing and now I just like I don't get me wrong I have my days where I'm (laughs) you know but I still think it's bad but the other part of me like loves when people are like oh it's kind of like this artist meets this artist and they're on like polar ends of the spectrum and Mm -hmm. like I'm like yes that's cool or just you know like people just have different ways of interpreting what it is they're hearing and I just I'm like that's also really cool and like maybe I should own that a little bit more instead of just being like oh no one thinks I sound like you know whoever's popular right now (laughs) I mean that's definitely something you should own for like making making people take something different from a song 100 percent something you should own so if, if they're telling you that I'd, I'd roll with it for sure <laughs> so do you uh do you feel excited with that kind of direction that you're looking at or is that something scary like i think both but it certainly feels more in alignment with who i am as a creative and an artist so um 
the fear I think for me always comes out of it, it's almost it's kind of a weird thing because I would say it's a strange thing to create something out of nothing and then and like literally like pour your soul into it and then just sort of like put it out in there to the universe and say <laughs> here you know critique me um so I I find and I'm a sensitive being anyway so like I always find that to be nerve-wracking um but I don't think it's even the it, it's not even the putting it out there it's it's the idea I think for me fear of failure is probably like the root of all of that stuff not so much that like people won't like it um because if I can get them to listen that's that's already a win <laughs> I, mean, mm. like, I feel like almost like fear of people like not listening is like is is bigger um uh, for me because I, I feel like you know if somebody hates something at least they have an opinion you get you gave them enough fuel to like really hate something which is kind of a cool 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 thing um <laughs> well they always say <laughs> any press is good press so yeah <laughs> <Within> reason. <laughs> so but uh, yeah it's, it's one of those things but yeah like i think it's more in alignment with me um as an artist as a writer um and you know i've always joked that this little brain up here is a little wiry mess so you know if some of that can be put out into the world and somebody else could maybe feel seen and heard by that then i think that's kind of cool too i i think every 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 creative person has their own little case that they live in and uh it makes something something of it out there they're like we've got so mass mass in my house right now now it's all over the place always always something different different so, yeah. so <laughs> i feel you on that like we're preparing, preparing a, a, a photo photo for our cold clothing and let's, let's mess back here here right and it's it like just organized chaos though <laughs> i know where everything is my wife hates exactly. it because she looks in here and goes what the hell and says okay yeah. that's your office i'm not touching it <laughs> i have very similar setup here at home, my home studio yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, and that door is closed <laughs> oh that's just it yeah so it's uh, you, you got to try and put something out there that you feel comfortable with and that you're you know it if someone likes it then cool if you like it even better though yeah 100 percent. and that's mm -hmm. i think the thing is like we put ourselves into something and as long as it you know comes from a real place an honest place then whatever the result of that is doesn't matter because that's what creating is that's what art is right mm -hmm. so. there's seven billion people in the world someone's gonna connect with it yeah fingers crossed <laughs> well, i mean i suppose yeah but you know statistically speaking someone's gonna like it yeah and that's i think that's the other thing too is like shifting that mindset to like you know if this if this can make one person feel better whatever that looks like whether it's this current song which is like a beat and made to make people feel good or if it's one of my more my darker you know more ballad style songs that you know, maybe makes someone feel seen or heard or, you know, I'm a huge believer that listening to sad songs when you're sad does make you feel better. Um, I think that's science. <laughs> Not I mean, I can see so that, I can't yeah. quote, but I think that's science, um, like whatever that is, one person, like I know what music's done for me over the years and uh, it's brought me back from a lot of, a lot of places, right? It's the thing that I always turn to. So if one person can get that from me, then I've done exactly and then that's 
I think that's the goal right there. Just one yeah. person at a time. And I think that's the thing. It's like, this is art, this is music. And like, for me, like goal achieved or success is that as an artist, of course, I'm also, I'm an indie. So I'm also running a business and all of that kind of stuff. And that has a different set of objectives and a different set of goals. And I think where I have definitely got lost over time is making the two the same thing um, mm. and forgetting the why, <laughs> why I do this in the first place. And now I'm just trying to, yeah, approach it as like creatively, this is what I want. I want to change the world one song at a time. That's what I want. Kindness. And then the other side is like, okay, these are the goals that I want to set and the numbers that I need to reach. And obviously we all need to make money. So, you know, like there's all of that stuff, but yeah. that's, that's the business. That's, it even has its own name, you know, like that's a separate thing from me as a creator that walks into a room and says, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And I going to take all of that and then make it into some kind of accessible, relatable lyric and beat and melody that maybe someone can connect with there goes my camera <laughs> it happens every time and i literally have no idea why but it pops back on in a sec so. maybe you have like a little <laughs> computer ghost or something i think it's literally just the camera being stubborn and not doing what it's supposed to do either that or i didn't set it up i properly. feel that yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because like i'm a tech guy too so i know how to work all these things pretty well but this one so when they don't so it's like it just doesn't want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so my writer beth she wrote down that your instagram has been following a pink color scheme this is kind of to promote your song recently or is that just what you want yeah, to go so for? i think lately it's actually been orange but i've been going through this color thing so pink would have um probably been right before that um but so i've been kind of going the, through this thing with my current releases um, where, uh, right from the artwork through to like the sort of like promotional sort of assets have been themed in terms of color. And so kicking off last year, the last night dancing with you was pink and fall back into you was blue. And then, um, this release is orange. And then in between, I, I have different setups based on my live streaming. So actually, yeah, I, I had purple lights before I painted this wall. So it's probably, I think it looks a little pinky in the videos. It's probably what she was looking at. It's more of my live performances, but um, I think for me, I don't know why this necessarily started, but it's something that I now I'm attached to and like try to be very intentional about. But even like the artwork is like oversaturated in these colors. So it's not just like, oh, I'm wearing something of that color. It's like complete oversaturation of that color. Um, and now it's kind of like brought in this like, yeah, like an intentional identity to each work, which is kind of cool. And I think color means a lot. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of depth to what color can mean for different people. So um, I, I like just like one more like layer of the brain here. <laughs> like, how can I like, what's what color is this song? And what can I like, what does it mean? And how, mm -hmm. how do I want people to perceive it? Because I think even on streaming services, sometimes even if people are looking at a playlist or like a release radar or something, you know what I mean? Like sometimes we, you know, we look with our eyes, even if it's like this tiny little box and like, hey, you never know when someone's scrolling, they're like, 
what's that bright orange thing? Well, maybe I'm gonna listen. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I mean, orange is what that. they're feeling right now. <laughs> so I know I do been, like I'm looking into that a lot. That. Yeah. So yeah, yeah well, color, color like makes sense. Creature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and then I just, you know, more and more <laughs> every release is just take it further and further because, you know. We get a little bit more confident or obsessed with the ideas I go on. So this one especially was very, very orange. Um, yeah, like I had your it's Instagram. It's not even like open. a color. Yeah, like it's not even a color that I would say that I usually, you know, like or anything. I, I'm a, I'm kind of one of those people that's pretty, um, you know, black, gray. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I like keep it pretty neutral overall. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of almost a bizarre thing that I'm going so extreme with color with my work, but, um, yeah, now it's something that I, I feel like I, I want my songs to have a visual identity as well. And I think it's interesting because I do think of when the songs are created, I do often have a very like visual narrative in my head and, I think maybe that's just one way that I can sort of suggest it <laughs> without like, you know, explicitly being like, this means this, you know, like, just like, like I said, those little nuggets, those little <laughs> clues one day. More hey, of like you a never know, Taylor film. Swift fans have what, like they, they go on like huge deep dives into like what every little thing means. You never know when exactly. that, or could, if that could ever happen. So I might as well start now. <laughs> Well, you have to manifest that it will happen. So that's, exactly. that's it. So give the start now and give them a reason to be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll come back and find this interview in, you know, five years and be like, like oh, oh, she said it here. Yeah. <laughs> no, so yeah, so manifested. Even for my sure. last release, I had like a whole other set of like hidden lyrics or whatever, um, because I built this like choir. I say built this choir because I'm in India and can't afford to hire 50 people to be a choir, you know? So yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I sing, <laughs> but I built like just stacks and stacks and stacks and it ended up being like this whole section ended up sort of being a, a different lyrically, like a different set of lyrics, but it's like built into the soundscaping of the track and it's like different from the lead vocal. So it's, it's not something that really shows up on like official lyrics or, you know, like those kind of things. It's like, mm. it's not part of things that I'm like, I, they're different because they're intentional and they contribute to the world of that song, but they're also kind of just a little bit more of a nugget than anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're there if you if you want to you know if you want to deep dive, they're there. But it's almost like a, the main like, melody works too. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a hype man doesn't always like have the exact lyrics, but is is there in the background to to help build you up a little bit. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that subconscious stuff, you know, like. Mm -hmm. when you don't know that you're hearing something but you are or you're not and, actively or consciously recognizing it at the time and some people really go for that stuff too like that's uh yeah. once they cl click into that it's like a, a dog on a, unstoppable yeah <laughs> exactly um so i also want to talk about your recent segment on ctv how was yeah. that experience <laughs> so cool um, which like, if anybody watches it, I, I look like a cartoon character. My smile is so like watching it for me was really funny watching it back because like, I just like, I'm all teeth. And I was so like, 
I just couldn't stop smiling. It was very exciting. Um, but super nerve wracking also like live TV via like, you know, a computer. It, it's a, it's a scary thing. Um, mm -hmm. and what's funny is that day I actually had super random two power cuts later in the day. And I, all I could think was like, I am so lucky that this didn't happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I was on live television. Um, yeah, but it was awesome. Like I am on Pacific time. So, uh, it was an incredibly early start for me. I woke up at four and my segment, it was at six 45, my time. Oh, so wow. certainly like the earliest I've ever sung and not my favorite time to even be awake, let alone sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah. not a morning person. Um, but so cool. And like would do it a hundred times over, obviously, cause that's such a neat opportunity, but, um, yeah, like I, I, the whole thing was just beautiful. And like, I so grateful for the opportunity, but also like what came out of that, like I had one message from somebody that saw that segment who then went and listened to like my stuff, like what I have released and it prompted her to write a really, really, really nice note, uh, that I brought her joy. So again those like little like that one thing like made my day yes yeah. appearing on ctv was amazing and cool and exciting and a total like ego win boost for me as an artist but like that that little dm from somebody that i don't know and probably never would have known um who just happened to be watching that day like that's really really cool well yeah, shout out to, cool. to the person if they if they yeah. watch this you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that kind of stands out a lot is you do you do use your platform to talk a lot about you know social issues, mental health, um, things like that. Is how mm -hmm. how did that come about? Is that important to you? Yeah, I think it's come a little bit more to the forefront, especially in the last couple of years. Um, that whole idea of like bringing myself more to the forefront because I do think you know we have this platform. And this voice and um i think for me the biggest thing that i can offer especially in creating like an online community and especially like through live shows and things like that is a place where people feel safe people feel welcome and ultimately the thing that i want to always promote is how important kindness is and the value of of choosing kindness and choosing love and I know that probably sounds a little bit more like trite than I'd like it to but I think especially over the last couple of years it's been hard it's been tough um and I do I really think like a little a little kindness a little a little love can go a long way um and sometimes for me it's using songs as those reminders and also taking the time to verbally lead into songs that way as well is I think one of those key things that it takes two seconds just to remind people that like we can probably guarantee that everyone around us has a lot going on right now um and I always say if the world was one percent kinder then just think about how it would look like the world would look a lot different so um I think for me, leading from that perspective and using kindness as a platform to be able to talk about mental health or bullying or 
sociopolitical issues or whatever whatever it is that if it comes from that place for me feels really natural and honest and not like I'm trying to just make sure I'm you know talking about things that I feel like I should be talking about you know what I mean like I I really do feel like it it needs to come from me and for me that connection has always been like yeah kindness let's be kind let's be good we can have the worst day ever we can be going through the hardest time but if we can come from that place of being kind and lead with that then like I think we're on the right path um so it's evolved certainly yeah one act of kindness and it's certainly like evolved for me in terms of how I communicate those feelings has evolved because of live streaming and all of that. Like for, it's definitely made me embrace that more because I think again, before I was always like, oh, professional portfolio, you know what I mean? Like that connection, that real like humanness was definitely like not at the forefront of what I was doing. And now I'm like, okay, if you're gonna get the goofy, loopy, (laughs) random laughter that, you know, or T-Rex, t-rex hands out of me then like you're also you're also going to know that this is something that's really important to me and if especially with live streams where you know room full of strangers ultimately like i think just set the tone that this has to be a space that's safe and welcoming and kind and that's what you attract and that's that's who stays (laughs) and and really that's that's the best message to to go forward with is kindness the one act of kindness a day helps everyone in in the long run yeah and we're always all gonna have our different opinions and perspectives and views and all of that kind of stuff and never gonna try and take that away from anyone so I think if especially in the virtual world where you are talking about a world full of people Mm -hmm. that come from very different backgrounds and stories I think um you know if there's anything we can all agree on and connect on other than music because that's what brought us there to begin with is that I don't think anybody can say like there's any excuse not to be kind you know like I don't think anybody's ever going to turn around and be like no I don't I'm just not going to be a kind person or I don't I don't understand why she wants us to be kind like I I think that's a pretty agreeable thing as a majority <laughs> I would think so yeah nobody just goes right out I'm going to be a jerk today so why not <laughs> yeah, and some people do some people like to be the trolls but then you you know then it's they're not they have bigger issues at play at that yeah. point anyway you know they're not welcome in the community at that point but it's yeah I think it's like something that we can all agree on is that whatever our beliefs are whatever our views are that like kindness should be at the forefront of everything we do and mm-hmm. as long as we lead with kindness then you know we can all maybe get along <laughs> it's hard to be say that it's hard to say that day. now on this day like with everything that's going on in the world but, oh god yeah <laughs> you know just got to hold on to something and and for me uh I said like I'm a sensitive sensitive little soul over here um but that's that's certainly what I hold on to and I like to save space and create space for that to be at the forefront of that dialogue so that's what I'm trying to do at least uh you know hope it works and hope it people works, works. feel that yeah, it, it, well, it, well it works for anyways <laughs> So what a, I, I, I ask if you question question the end just because it really deep dives into who you are as an artist and a person. Um, one of my favorite ones is, is there any advice that you've been given as you're coming up that you've held on to from anyone? 
an interesting one. I, I, yeah. I tend to stump a few people with these ones, so yeah. be prepared. <laughs> it's tough because I think we always, um, you know, as artists, we are told a lot over time and a lot of it isn't great. <laughs> a lot of it's mm -hmm. like not the best. I think sometimes, um, you know, it can stump us, but I, I think some of the best advice or um, reminder, I guess, is probably a better word maybe than advice that I've had recently has been in the, in the last six months, which I find interesting, especially now as I try to own more of myself and, and my art um, and my space in that world, I guess. Um, and that's to remember the why. And I think it's funny that that's the thing that like I keep coming back to but I also think that's like the best thing that like now I'm at a point like I wish I'd heard it 10 years ago or five years ago or even two years ago but like I think it's kind of fitting for me as I embrace a different kind of journey than I maybe initially thought or laid out um to come back to and for me remembering the why like why I do this, why I create, why I like, is that as an introverted person, put myself out there <laughs> mm -hmm. to the world and, and basically invite others in, um, like remembering why I do all of that stuff and remembering like how much I love music, how much I love to write, how much I love to sing, like all of that kind of stuff, where that all came from. Like coming back to that on the days that you've like opened your 10th rejection letter in a row, or I, I say letter, email, but you know what I mean. Letter sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like after that, just one more rejection, one more of this, one more of that, not getting this, not getting that. Like it, you can get super caught up in the noise and the numbers and the grants and the, all of it. Like yeah. you're, we always hear no a lot <laughs> as artists. You know this like everybody <laughs> anybody that works mm -hmm. with this industry knows um but i think coming back to the like what like wh it's not about that that's not why that's not why i create and i feel very privileged that i get to make music and, and play music and do this as my life um but i never would have if it had been a choice for me and not something that had I have to do um like who I, I don't think like does anybody get into this industry by like active choice I don't know like it's not it's not a very nice industry uh, I mean there's like, some people that do that, some people that don't yeah and I think like different different things for different folks for sure but for me why I do this is because of the art and because of the music and mm. I just have to remember that and now that I do have this beautiful ability to get to make and perform music and I get to share that with people then I also have a responsibility to you know remember why I want to share this with people too and that's ultimately to make them feel better or good or whatever mm -hmm. you know bring yeah, your yeah. Life somehow and you know what that's actually the first uh like I asked this to pretty much everyone when I interview that's the first time someone said that you know, I get a lot of deep things sometimes, but, but that one actually one hits, hits home too because you get this for a, for a reason. So, rebranding yeah. that is that is always it's a good good stalwart that you can focus for sure. Yeah, and I think, like I said, like it's funny because it's only something that 
has come up in the last six months or so, but I like, I wish someone had said that to me earlier, you know, like, I wish someone just like said like, Hey, like, why do you do this? And just remember that always come back to it on the hardest days, like, just remember why you do it. And so maybe, hopefully, maybe someone will see this and they need to hear that right now. And that's a huge win, but yeah, for sure, for remember sure. the why. No, I think that's deep. That that really does hit home. So a, a fun question I have is, what is one thing that's on your current playlist that people wouldn't expect you listen listen to right now? Cool, interesting. Mm. That's a good question. Okay, well, I already like let it out of the bag that I like Nine Inch Nails and Trent and Tool and all that kind of stuff. So maybe something a little bit different. Um, hmm wouldn't expect i think people that know or know my music and know me know that i'm very big like disco rb pop listener that's what i grew up with um okay i probably my favorite album of 2021 uh and still obviously on my playlist is i'm an obsessive listener um is squaring the circle by sneaker pimps which was their first album after a 20-year hiatus so it's trip hop um with masterful masterful songwriting um <laughs> and i was not familiar with the sneaker friends early work um was a bit young at the time and certainly not at all um, exposed to that genre of music but i have been obsessed with imx um over the last few years and got to see them live uh, in seattle so that project um is the same lead singer and that's how i got into this one so yeah that would be mine Okay. I think right now. I, I always I always like to like to hear those ones from people because there's always something you don't expect. I, um, I always tell this like silly story of um, my, I have a song called I'm Your Girl and it's like about as piano ballady as you can get. Like it's pretty acoustic in nature and um, often often gets added to sad song playlists, which I only find funny because I think of it as a happy song, but um, <laughs> so something about the way that I write and perform. Um, <laughs> but what I find hilarious about that song is it's, it's, it's pretty poetic and, and very like soft. And um, I actually wrote that about a weekend I spent at Riot Fest in Toronto, <laughs> mm -hmm. listening to uh, not, not ballad light soft bands play like all weekend like i was was at a, a pretty hard rock festival um <laughs> like yeah. that's the song that came out of it that's that you know it, i i had a wonderful weekend and that's how i translated that weekend to to music but like i was kind of like those strange sort of like things that you know we again like we are whole people were artists but we don't necessarily we're not just the music that we create mm -hmm. like i i'm the same way i'm trying to look for for an interest in, i'll tell you one of mine well i'm on my one playlist jane morgan fascination the old classic song i have that sitting on one of my playlists cool. i would not have picked that yeah <laughs> i mean i certainly don't look like that <laughs> if you if you That's look awesome, at me though. you see something different but I, I'm a, I'm a lover of a good song. I'm not necessarily lover of a genre, but yeah. 100% me too. Yeah. 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 I listen to like almost, almost every genre and yeah, I love it. I don't know. I just love music. I love music and the same thing. Good song is a good song. I don't, I don't really care what it's 
classified as if it makes me feel something makes me want to move makes me want to cry great men <laughs> my wife, my wife I might do my own interpretation but... of it if i'm covering it you know like it might sound a little bit different when i do it but yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like that song specifically wife thinks is a little, a little weird listen to that but it's it's, it's soothing in a sense too it's it's just a different song different 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 generation racialist yeah Sure. I always feel like I've like been born in the wrong generation anyway, so. Oh, me too. <laughs> whole life I've said that, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my last interesting question for you, and this one actually is probably the one that sums people the most. What is one thing you wish people asked more about, either of you or just in general? Like something they don't know that you wish they knew more of? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, I do have an answer, and it's funny because I like, you know, my first reaction was like, think of something else, which is not really First answer is usually the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just weird that I think it says something about like how I feel about it. But, um, so I have been living, so I'm an immigrant. I've been living in Canada um, since, uh, I guess, like, what are we at? Like, I guess 14 years ish like you know i'm over a decade now i'm i'm canadian like all that kind of stuff um and when i first moved i moved for school and i feel like something that i always wanted to tell people about and always wanted to share and always like was so proud of is like my background and my cultural background specifically and um where i come from it is like it's like just it's just not like anything here and I love Canada and I'm very proud to be Canadian all that stuff but like there is something super <laughs> Lord wrote a whole you know album about it um there is something special about coming from an island in the South Pacific and especially for me my um dad's side of family also like is from uh the Cook Islands which is like a cluster of islands mm -hmm. um very very different culturally and it's just a different thing and it was something that I was always so proud of and has over time you know become something that just like doesn't it doesn't come up very often and it's like and I haven't unfortunately been able to go home in a long time either so like there's a part of me that's also missing that connection I've like my accent has now become North Americanized because I was honestly so sick of people always asking me what but I just changed i worked in a bar for a long you know as a bartender waitress yeah. and like just adapted <laughs> to like make things easier and quicker and uh, adjust to other people's you know expectations and feelings and all of, you know all of that stuff and then over time it just becomes something that like you're strangely not you're connected because that's who you are but you're not connected and especially as people pass on and you know yeah. generations you know it, it's, it's a difficult thing like language is a huge thing I like try to think how many people in my family are left now that you know speak fluently and like all that kind of you know like all that stuff that kind of like I think living in a completely different country that doesn't have that pulse on what that cultural connection is for you mm -hmm. it sort of gets less and less over time and um it's funny because now and part of the reason I was like oh I don't want to say that is because I have been out of the country so long and I haven't been home in a while and like there's a part of me that's like who am you know like am I even like in a position to be able to speak to that even though that's who I am and I spent my entire life in childhood that's my family that you know what I mean like 
that is me. I am from New Zealand and, you know, I come from a Caucasian family. You know, like that is like something that is like true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, like living in Canada for so long and being Canadian that like now I'm like, ah, oh, that is that's my identity. But I yeah. have a different identity too. And then like balancing that is a, a definitely definitely a, a, a tricky thing for me yeah yeah i mean so, i i kind of similar wouldn't know know what to look at me but i'm i'm half american and i i don't have a lot, have a lot of cultural back, background i i know my college culture a little bit but but actually in order to come up and start starts me on things things i'm not there there and have people question question all the time like you're, you're irish look at you <laughs> like so I think that's the other thing too, living in Canada is that there is like a little bit more people are quick to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to judge, especially color and, and features and things like that, which I'm like, wasn't something, (laughs) wasn't really so much of a thing for me growing up because I mean, if you look at my family, uh, we all look very, very different (laughs) from one another. So um, I'm just used to it, I guess. But yeah, here I find it's, it's, people are quick to be like like no, no. you're not or something <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah. Like, oh, okay well, that's rude <laughs> I mean I'm a big boy I've dealt with it for a long time and and people you know make fun of me and things like that but yeah it's it's not right and it's more it's it's a North American thing for sure because there's not many other places out there well I suppose there's some but it's it, they don't do it just like North America does like North America will just play no you're not what you are and yeah and I think in different places in the world especially like places like New Zealand like being mixed race is like like it's incredibly common like most people are mm -hmm. mixed race so it's it's almost like I think less of a startling conversation piece like (laughs) than sometimes it is here (laughs) like oh there's a whole world out there Mm -hmm. I mean that's (laughs) definitely something that uh that some people will now know about you and know a bit more about your your background <laughs> yay <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's that's pretty much all the stuff i have um cool. one last thing i guess we can leave out on is you want to leave any final words or messages to fans or first-time viewers i guess would be choose kindness <laughs> <laughs> choose kindness yet. lead kindness no and i think that's that's a pretty good way to to end it out Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. It's such a great chat. Mm-hmm. I, I always love doing these because I enjoy learning more and and getting to know the person behind a song. So these are always fun for me. And and COVID gave me a very interesting opportunity to start doing these more because I'm a photographer. I don't typically get to talk to people that often. So yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you enjoy, I guess it's the weekend now, geez. So yeah, you enjoy your weekend. <laughs> what are days? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go from here and go do more work. And I don't really have days off. I just have time off at some point. So, <laughs> But it was definitely nice talking to you and looking forward. And there goes my camera once again. <laughs> but, your camera uh, has determined this is the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly definitely looking forward to you know all the new stuff that's coming out for you and we're going to keep an eye on that and hope to chat with you again at some point yeah absolutely thank you so much take care no problem you have a good day